right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig, and once again, we are, it's a good week. Oh yeah. Uh, it's great to uh, walk into work, wave to your coworkers a little bit there, you know, give a little smile, do a little... You know, the, the finger guns at a few people, a few sports little, fans. Little pew, pew, pew. Yep. Yeah. They, they know what's going on. You don't even have to say anything. My uh, my coworker, who's a Notre Dame fan, I don't even have to say anything. She comes and finds me, and she's just like, man, you're having a good week, aren't you? So, <laughs> but she, she I, I do give her credit because she her husband's actually a local basketball coach. And uh, uh, Division Three, I think. Um, and he, uh, and so she loves the sport of basketball and she thinks John Beeline is awesome. And unfortunately, um, actually because her husband's a coach, she goes to the final four all the time, but this year she's not going. So I I do kind of feel for her. I wish that she would have just given me the tickets, but apparently like, I don't know, it's part of being like a college basketball coach and different stuff. And I don't know, whatever, but they like returned them and got something i don't know what it is but she didn't give them to me i was i was hurt i was offended yeah i mean what a it's been a good week for michigan man michigan fans should be riding the high horse and don't listen to the trolls and the ones that are getting get butt hurt about all this because they're out this is a good week we're not only in the final four which is very, very di- difficult to do, by the way, um, just given uh, all the uh, what's going on with all the other teams, you know, dropping and Kentucky losing and all those teams that should be always in there and Duke losing. And um, uh, but then again, you got us going to the final uh, frozen four, which is amazing, too, to do. So I think we have three teams that are in the uh, frozen four. We got to all from the Big Ten. You got Notre Dame and Ohio State with Michigan. So. It's just been a great week, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that people should be able to come to grips with the realization that it's not easy to get to the Final Four. I mean, you look at some of the other teams that are out there, the good teams that are out there that weren't able to make it. I don't care what your path is, if it's easier or not. I mean, it's no, no path really is all that easy. But you look at the other teams out there that were actually good teams, that weren't able to do a whole lot. I mean, you're talking about uh, Virginia just completely. There was the epic collapse there. Uh, Duke didn't make it to the Final Four. Kentucky was on a roll, and they got uh, snagged up by Kansas State. And surprisingly, uh, your Kansas team is doing pretty well. Um, Which was because you and I picked them as usually they're the team that chokes. Chokes, yeah, of course they do. So, but they're proving me wrong, which is, you know, and I had somebody at work to me uh, today ask me. He goes, "So tell me, Craig, since you're a Kansas fan, they go, you know, me being from Kansas City, so they go, boy, what would happen if it's Michigan against Kansas?" And I said, "Well, there won't be any <laughs> talk about me rooting for the Rock Chalks. No way, ain't happening." So, Wolverine takes precedence over everything. Absolutely. Everything. That's right. Get the priorities straight. Um, but uh, North Carolina even got dropped uh, relatively er- early on from what people were expecting and things like that. So yeah. uh, 
March Madness is exactly that, March Madness. So uh, we're happy to be where we're at. We're excited, and uh, we will discuss it more. But this is indeed a football podcast, and there's always something to talk about. And things are just now heating up, actually, for Michigan football. So uh, we have some things to discuss. It's um, It hasn't completely taken off yet but um, for a lot of topics and conversations, but uh, spring practice has officially started. Uh, some things have happened, and uh, there are a few things to discuss. One thing on the not so, I guess you would say, positive note is if you have not heard uh, two things specifically with players, uh, with specific players here Tyrone Wheatley is out for the spring, uh, tight end Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Uh, he apparently broke a bone in his foot. Now, I'm, I, I haven't seen exactly. I'm wondering if it's a, a real break or if it's a, fra- a stress fracture or just some kind of fracture, which, I mean, any of it is not good because, I mean, it's your foot and you're on your feet all the time. I've actually had stress fractures quite a bit, and I get them quite easily. And really those things are just kind of like you need to stay off your feet so that it can heal properly. So hopefully it's not that bad. Sounds like he'll be back uh, before – the season begins from what some reports were saying that's a possibility um but yeah he will be missing spring practice then and, you know like tyrone was i mean i think he only played what two to three games or something i think he only had 23 yards catching so not a big not big on the offensive uh front when it came to michigan so you know it's not like you know, us losing him and, you know, like a Jake Butt or something. But, uh, yeah, he, yeah, it's, he, he's a good player, great player. But, um, you know, he has yet to make a big uh, impact on the offense yet, um, like I said, yet. But, um, yeah, we wish him well. Yeah, and, and nothing against him uh, by yeah. saying this, but McKeon and Gentry had more of an impact uh, at the tight end position, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, while it's, uh, just a bummer for him to get injured, uh, who knows, maybe this would be, uh, it could still be a big year for him to progress and everything, but that has been something that has, uh, come out in the reports here for, uh, spring ball and, uh, other, I wouldn't know if you would say it news, but other information is that there is no news, uh, pertaining Shea Patterson's eligibility yet here as spring ball has just gotten kicked off. So, we're still waiting on that. That, as everybody knows, kind of has a bit implication on the quarterback battle here for 2018. Yeah, doesn't it seem like every time we get, you get the news, it's like we always get, you know, we should know in about a week or two. And then a week or two goes by. And then we should know about another for about another week or two. And then another week or two. And I'm like, the more this drags out, the more this is – it's becoming very interesting because I'm starting to go, what's going on that, that you can't decide this right away? Like, what's the hold off? You know, what's holding up all this up? You know, is it that not that important? Um, is there some big legality issues on when it has to, you know, to do with this? But um, this is really dragging out for a long time. Is it concerning you? Because it, it, it is a little bit to me, just whether he's playing or not. But I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if I would say that it's uh, concerning yet. I kind of thought the NCAA just dragged its feet when it came to uh, punishment, but apparently <laughs> it drags its feet uh, well, without every opportunity. Sure. Well, 
Yeah, well, when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and punishment, they certainly are on it. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, when it comes to something like this, it's whew, man. Yeah, nothing has been decided as quickly as satellite camps have. Oh yeah, by the yep. NCAA. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I honestly believe that's true. I mean, if you go, <laughs> if you go through and you look at everything, that's probably true. So, yeah, you get the SEC causing a stink about those camps. They're right to it, man, aren't they? Oh yeah. Oh. Yep. So, uh, so those are kind of uh, the points with specific players. Uh, there are other things kind of going on with uh, spring practice. Uh, Craig, did you want to pick up on the next stuff? Or, well, it looks like just given the fact that Jim Harbaugh talking about the spring practices and how they're going, looks like uh, there've been a couple of uh, there've been three players, obviously, who are new, who have been, who did, uh, I guess. Uh, pretty well um and one of them is milton and that's great for the quarterback uh milton who actually enrolled early and you know he was one of those players i said man you are you're gonna have to watch out for but i think that milton guy is just hungry man i heard you know jim harbaugh gave him nothing but praise and said he's such a mature quarterback and he uh you can tell he's he's gonna compete his uh butt off and to get the starting position so and uh, obviously Shea, and then you've got um, all the other ones, uh, and Peters uh, competing, and then you obviously got McCaffrey sitting in the wings. So there's quite a lot of uh, competing quarterbacks happening there. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's good news. You get we had uh, you know he he mentioned three of them, but it looks like just basically what um, most people were talk thinking about and worried about was the offensive line and what's happening there. And then Jim Harbaugh mentioning that the interior line for Michigan seems to be intact. Looks like uh, Cesar Ruiz will be at center. And then you got Bredesen at guard. It looks like that's not going to move, but uh, obviously there's going to be at least three or four guys competing at the tackle position that hasn't, um, he hasn't pointed out yet. So the tackle position, the right tackle position is going to be the position that we've talked about that struggled all year last year, that's going to have a lot of competing, you know, whether you got, if you're going to get Newsom back, which is going to be, would be great, but we don't know if he's healthy enough. Um, uh, Valon, um, people like that. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll see what's going to happen at that position, but it's good to see that, um, there's at least three to four guys competing for that position right now. But, you know, the, the kid from Rice, you know, he was probably going to come in and get that position more likely, but he went to Texas, so that didn't happen. But uh, that's good news. I mean, it's good to hear that this in, in inside line position seems to be intact and seem to be really, really doing well. Yeah. Uh, and Jim Harbaugh has appeared to be, well, I mean, you know Jim Harbaugh is always motivated. We don't really have to say anything with that. But uh, he seems to be, he appears to be taking a different approach to things. Um, obviously, uh, at coming off of the third year, first two years, back-to-back to, uh, double-digit win seasons. Then the, um, the chaos, I guess, which you would say, which was last year. And then kind of the different things happening even after the season was done. Um, so it's... Things are restructured a bit, which it need, need uh, it appeared to be needed to be done. Like something needed to change to be able to help rejuvenate, uh, help get things kind of back on track. So uh, he <clears throat> appears to be approaching things a little differently. He appears to be um, 
uh, from what you read and some of the videos that you see and everything. He appears to be very um, optimistic and uh, ready to, uh, well, I mean, most coaches and players are ready for spring practice. But I, at the end of the season, it was very mellow, very uh, solemn. I don't know. Um, it was it was down, you know. And so now it's uh, it's more optimistic and things like that. And so it's exciting to see this happen. And I honestly can't wait for the spring game. I know we've discussed it. Craig, are you confirmed that you're going to be there? I think you said uh-huh. you were. Yeah, I'm gonna confirm. I'm gonna be there. So um, I'm like ninety percent. What, what's the date there? What is the date again on it's that? It's the 14th, if I'm not mistaken. The 14th or the 15th? Yeah, yeah I I've got to go because the, the, usually those games are very telling. To go and see it in, in person is much different than it is seeing it on TV. Um, so yeah, it's going to be very very interesting. Uh, you know. It, like you said, you know, to end the season very solemn and to have that um, and and seeing the keys on this to <clears throat> what's going to happen in the spring game, like you were talking about, is definitely at that um, tackle position on the right side and see what happens in and to and you saw in a lot of those games a lot of breakdowns in the passing game is you know hike and then you know the the line on that right side just broke down and you know you had peters running for his life or a corn and wilton spate you know getting sacked way too many times and yeah and i'll be really really looking for that i'll be looking for good uh, uh blocking especially in the passing game which michigan's passing blocking was probably i'd say probably one of the worst in the country when it came to that but um, those are the key things I'll be looking at uh, at the spring game. So, yeah, I'll confirm I'll be going to that. Yeah, and that's always fun. And uh, like we mentioned last time, so if you happen to miss the last episode, uh, it's it's the night game this year, 7 p.m., as well as they will be per, uh, showing the first episode of the Amazon uh, documentary series before, and I think they're aiming to start at like 5.20, 5.30 or something like that. So yeah. just a heads up with that. Um, did we really have anything else uh, football that we wanted to touch on before moving on and discussing basketball? Or well, like I said during that game, you know, I expect since uh, <clears throat> I did bring up the tackle position in that particular area in the spring game is going to be quite telling and open, and you're seeing, like I said, three to four guys practicing right now at that position trying to get that position and and that'll be really interesting you've got uh on when you and you've got uh, uh, uh spinellis and you know it, <clears throat> i think you'll see stuber in there uh in the spring game you know uh, fluctuating in and out of there and then probably getting honigferg in there too to see if he wants that position and you're gonna have a lot of guys in there uh interchanging then see what fits and i think jim harbaugh and then you got uh, obviously the new what warner uh figuring that out and helping out and uh, doing a really good job i think he's it seems to me uh, jim jim harbaugh is really happy with him and what he's doing and, and then the strength and conditioning coach will be really interesting because you and i would talked about this last year is um the strength and conditioning was a real problem too and i don't think a lot of michigan fans really saw that is we saw michigan compete at a high level for three quarters but then the fourth quarter just it seemed like they just tuckered out and they just literally had nothing in them 
and and everybody knows this is a four quarter game and you got to compete especially with ohio state and even michigan state and teams like that you got to play the whole time and you and you can't tire out and michigan seemed to be doing that and you know they that's why we had a lot of teams on defense blow through them on the right tack position and then just got steamrolled so i expect I would be looking for that and seeing uh, how the new what's uh I forgot the new strength and conditioning coach which is the name is it uh, Tolbert yeah uh, no not Tolbert's a lot uh, no he's gone he's the former but uh, I forgot his name um, I just had it because uh, I was looking over some other stuff about yeah yeah I forgot his name but uh, yeah I heard he's doing really really good uh, things but uh, yeah. It's good. It's uh, I think it's going to be good to see uh, Herbert. That's it. That's yeah. There we go. Thank you, yep, Herbert. Yep. So I heard he's doing really, really well, and Jim Palmer gave him a lot of praise. And I think uh, I think you're going to see Michigan really come out and compete because there's this underlying tone. It seems like that this Michigan football team is ready, and they're you know, like I talked about going underground not saying much and just it seems like they're just going about their business and it's something I really like seeing. Yeah, for sure. I'm really hoping um, for the spring game that they have it set up where the number, basically the defensive starters will face off against the offensive starters. Oh, yeah. And then they'll have the second string uh, go against each other. Um, Right. I really kind of hope that they do that. I, I know everybody kind of has their own preferences, but I want to see the units together, you know. Yeah. Um, I, and then I, at least for a little bit. I know that they can change it up after that, but it's just like I, because we've had in years past where they'll, you know, they'll draft the teams or do different ways and you'll have some of the starters on one defense and the other defense. And so you don't – I, I kind of want to see how they look and – work together now of course spring practice is spring practice so you'll be able to tell some things but it's not a completely clear picture because they're not going out there trying to run people over they don't obviously want any injuries or anything like that but but we'll see i'll be excited for i know that i missed last year but i really like i said i'm like 90 percent set up to go this year so that'll be Mm -hmm. actually right around the corner so yeah and there's certain things in those in the spring game that you'll be able to see that are very telling. And then there's certain things that it just seems to be very, um, what do I call it? Just, you know, you're feeling it, its way out, you know, feeling what player seems to work well in a specific position. Um, and you can tell that, but then there are certain things that you can tell that, you know, that you'll have, there's a little bit of issues like that. The quarterback position, we, we, you know, when I was there, it looked like Spate and O'Corn looked like Spate didn't do very well. And obviously Peters looked the best. And obviously we know how that turned out. And <clears throat> then you had times where, you know, I thought the offensive line and in, in the spring game was way, way off. In fact, they look like they can block anybody. That seemed to be the case during the year too, and then, and I specifically called out the the passing game, and that that was came to fruition. So um, yeah, there's certain things. Yeah, not to get too hundred percent with spring game, but there are some things that they're very telling that they're gonna you know they're gonna be some trouble. So yeah, we'll be watching that uh, when oh. that time comes. So. Um, so then as far as uh, 
move unless you have anything else i was gonna move into basketball yeah no just uh <clears throat> that's the update with football um i think there's gonna be a lot of uh i think michigan's i think it's gonna be different i think things are gonna be look a little bit different um obviously the biggest question mark is at the quarterback position and that it'll be interesting to see i you know it'll be what i think you and i would like to see maybe get some call-ins and you know in our next show to see what people think you know about if the shea patterson thing doesn't go in do you do you, would you rather see peters back in there you know i know he, he kind of left it uh sour taste in no one's mouth in the last game against south carolina but would you want to see peters or mccaffrey or milton all those guys, I think, are going to get their uh, fair shake in uh, the spring game, and they're going to be able to compete and try to to win a position. So, but it'll be very, very interesting if Shea Patterson is out, uh, who I think will be the favorite if he does get uh, cleared. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people think about that. Yeah, we've got a couple things to uh, get set here and uh, to cover in the next. Uh... Oh yeah next few episodes and everything so we will we will try to bring that up and announce that the, that to people and what will be coming up uh because we've got some off-season special topics and things that we'll want to cover at specific times so we'll try to let you all know about that um and also quickly before we do change i i do apologize there is some stuff with the uh, sound settings right now and i'm trying to monitor it uh some things got accidentally switched so if there were some microphone issues and i was kind of louder um there for a minute sorry there's some adjustments here kind of going on live uh that i'm trying to catch but anyways moving on uh we'll move on to basketball then um at which we've already touched on a little bit and yeah it uh michigan just getting done playing texas a&m as well as florida state um and obviously uh, every uh, it's almost the exact opposite of the weekend before because everybody was excited about the second game that uh, propelled them to play in the uh, second weekend. But uh, this time it was the first game that was really the uh, thriller, and Michigan was just lights out, hitting practically every shot and just playing on fire against a Texas A&M team that was playing almost the exact same way against North Carolina the the previous week. Uh, so people were kind of worried about it. Um, me going in, I was just kind of like, if they can get their offense together and everything, I think they'll compete okay. They went way above and beyond. Um, I guess we'll kind of sit here on this game for a minute before going to the next one. But, uh, uh, yeah, just a dominant performance, fun game to watch. I remember watching the game. Um, part of the time I had to be watching on my tablet. And I was just, you know, one shot would go down and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, unbelievable. And then another one's going down and I'm almost like freaking out because it's just like you can't – I've I've played – I mean, I, it's not like I played college ball or anything, but I played in games. Uh, right. And I remember that where there were teams like that where it it is almost not your fault what is going on. The team is just playing that well. It's their night and they're running away with it. And that's exactly what Michigan did. They they were on all cylinders. The defense was good. The offense was good. Uh, and Texas A&M was a good team. Uh, and they were playing well. I don't think it was uh, their best night or anything. But it's not like they completely flopped and, you know, rolled over dead. Uh, Michigan was just uh, taking a, 
command of the game. So that was a fun one to watch. What were your thoughts about that first game? Um, yeah, I thought the same thing. It just seemed like Michigan had it all together. Defense, offense, uh, <clears throat> really on the transition. The transition was great in that game. was able to watch it and tell you, man, they were hitting everything. They were passing the ball really, really well, getting the open shot and landing them. Um, the inside game was working a little bit too, which is really great to see. Um, but yeah, those are, that's one of those games that, Mich- that Michigan fans want to see. We want to see when Michigan's clicking and doing everything right. They're so they're almost impossible to beat. I mean, they're this that this that right there is a national championship team. There's just no team's going to beat them because they 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 are one of the best teams in the country right now, even in the whole entire March Madness bracket at defense. They're the best defense hands down they stifled most teams and you saw that in a couple of those games that we they relied on defense to win the game and and uh yeah when they were uh, shooting the ball against texas tech and 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 i think texas tech i think they kept them to only what what about 60 points they uh yeah they had a hard time winning so um yeah, Michigan was playing their best ball that time, and you know we hope it continues. Yeah, Texas A&M scored seventy-two, um, but okay. yeah, this, the okay. next game though was the one where they, it was a low-scoring game. It was fifty-eight to fifty-four uh, with Florida State, and that was that was an interesting. It's like every single game that Michigan's been playing has been a little bit different, a little bit different story, um, because they uh, their offense struggled in this game, um, but they still did okay because of their defense. Their defense has been the one thing that has been constant, which is fantastic, um, and they've been doing well. But, yeah, their defense has been uh, holding strong and essentially keeping them in these games And because uh, they were – oh, do I have it here? They had um, – they were missing threes in this game, uh, kind of – yeah, they were – barely shooting 18% for threes, which I guess isn't all that bad. I don't really have down how many threes that they took. Um, but, yeah, when when shots just weren't going down, it was okay for them because their defense was keeping them in it. And then at the end, they kind of uh, hit their stride. Robinson hit a big one with around, like, two minutes left and uh, just kind of put that extra pad on there, uh, made you feel confident that they were going to pull it out. It was close enough, though, and there was still time left and oddly enough, Florida State didn't foul to try to see if they could get it closer to tie the game. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and if anybody has been watching the interviews and everything, you probably saw how kind of awkward that interview was afterwards um, when the uh, reporter was talking to him. She she totally asked a very you know genuine, legitimate question on you know basically why didn't you decide to foul when there was still time. And um, you think maybe that he was a little bit, you know, obviously I think how he answered it was wrong. She asked, she asked a great question. I think that's Dana Jacobs. She is a, a Michigan alum, alum, by the way. Um, so I don't know if he was a little bit thrown off that maybe he, uh, he had to, he knows that she is. So, but you know, I was listening to her question and there was nothing wrong about it because that's what everybody was asking. <laughs> I mean, she's only going by what social media, everybody, 
even my, including myself, was like, wow, you have 11 seconds and you don't foul with, what, four points? Yeah. <laughs> You're down by four. And, I mean, you can – I've seen wins by that. Heck, we saw Jordan Poole win the game with the three-pointer. So there, it, there's so many things that are possible. What? We, just, we said 11 seconds is like, what, almost like two minutes when it comes to basketball at times. And, yeah, I was a little troubled by that. Um you can tell. I think he. I think he knows. He probably made a mistake, but um, he's a great coach, though. I have to admit. Yeah, I mean, and he he wasn't terrible with it. I mean, he wasn't. I don't know if I would say he wasn't disrespectful. He uh, he wasn't, you know, exactly nice about it. Um, right. But yeah, it was it was a legitimate question. So it was it was kind of an awkward interaction there and everything. But yeah, there, so who knows the reasoning? Because at one point he was just kind of like, well, the game was over with 11 seconds left, which is odd. But then at another time he was just like, our guys fought hard and they will put themselves in position to win that game at the end. And it's just like, well, if you guys were in position to win, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, it was what it was. So uh, that was a tough fought ba- uh, battle, a good uh, defensive stand by Michigan. Um Something kind of interesting, and this is uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait to bring that up. Was there anything more that you kind of want to talk about that game before we kind of look forward to the Final Four weekend? Or, well, and then you have <clears throat> the Florida State game, which was, and like you said, it's almost like another team was there. It's uh, very it struggled at times. Uh, some bench guys scored really, really well. Um, uh, it, you know what? I think what it is is you're 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 seeing. Michigan fans are seeing this Michigan basketball team's other people stepping up at odd times, you know, like for instance, Poole, I don't even think Poole played in that game. So, which is strange, but, uh, but then you get Mo Wagner who, you know, at times was off and he's not even in the game, you know, he might score two points and that's about it. And he's not doing, and then you get Duncan who's doing really, really well. And then you get, uh, you know, Mar, who does really well, and it's it just seems like it's always somebody else that it carries his team and does very very well in these games, and you saw that in that game. So that game was really really tough because it did come down to um, a lot of defense and Michigan stifling it at that point. And <clears throat> what I don't want to see is that Michigan's get stuck in this um, part where they most of their offensive scoring comes with uh, driving to the basket or drawing the foul. And that's where they get their, uh, their points from is on free throws. And, and I don't think Michigan needs to do that, you know, cause they have such a good defensive team. They just need clean passes. And sometimes they look sloppy, but uh, they're getting it done. And, you know, this team does not quit. And that's what I love about them. Yeah, no, that's for sure. They definitely don't quit. They have that grit. They have that attitude. Uh, which is awesome, fantastic, so much fun to watch. Um, So it's been um, an enjoyable um, tournament to watch all across the board, but especially watching Michigan. Um, I have some things to say, uh, some thoughts to share about them, specifically looking at kind of moving forward with the Final Four and everything. And so um, I don't really think anybody needs to be caught up, but – uh, the final four being uh, Kansas, Villanova, Michigan, and Loyola. Lo- I don't know why I struggle with that every time. Loyola? Loyola. Right. I hate the English language. Uh, <laughs> of Chicago. And um, 
Because I, I get it. I get it right like half the time, and then whenever I actually have to sound like I know what I'm talking about, I mess up. But anyways, um, so and that's the Cinderella team, the 11th seed, and that is who Michigan is facing off against um, Saturday at uh, six. Well, six oh nine, basically six o'clock. But um, so the you know everybody's just you know if anybody doesn't have a team left, they're rooting for the underdog. And things like that. And so everybody, uh, basically everyone outside of the Michigan fan base is probably rooting for uh, Loyola. So it's kind of like Michigan against the world. But, uh, I mean, they're, honestly, watching them, they're, they're a good team. Uh, they, they've got it together. And it's kind of intimidating to see that they have just gone – at it and they have not I mean yeah they've had close games but they have not had issues uh getting to where they are right now they uh and then especially their last game I think their last game was one if not their first double digit win in the tournament over um over Kansas State to get into the final four but this is this is the thing that kind of I don't know if I would say it gives me comfort but I feel good about um you can say what you want to about their sister Jean and you know the Cinderella and them think uh, acting like they're the underdogs, and they need to go in there. You know, keep it entertaining and things like that. Because how great would it be for them to be in the championship game? Blah 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 blah. Looking back at their path to where they are and everything, this is one thing that I will say: they they played some talented teams. I'm not saying uh, out here to say that Michigan is the most talented team that they're ever going to face, uh, um, or that they faced yet. Maybe Michigan is one of the teams that's going to have the uh, biggest, um, oh, we were just talking about, I guess you would say attitudes, and uh, they play with grit, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I yep. think the biggest, honestly, the biggest factor is uh, coaching. Yeah. John Beeline uh, has proven himself to be one of the greatest college basketball coaches that's out there right now uh, with his uh, with what he's been able to do with this team that not a lot of people had faith in. Uh, but not just that, but hit every time at halftime, even when it's a close game, even if they're down, I'm just like, I don't care. Just wait it, wait until after halftime. He is fantastic at halftime adjustments, and he he commits to it. Like he does not always go with, um, you know, what just is the hot, flashy new thing, because it was kind of interesting to see. And I guess I didn't really take notice to it. And not saying that he's a superstar now, but Jordan Poole, I mean, he obviously came through in uh, the Houston game like he did and everything, but his minutes fluctuate so much. Uh, I mean, I think he's had like nine minutes, 11 minutes, eight or seven minutes, and then he had like two or three minutes in one of the most recent games. And so it's just like Beeline knows and has such a great understanding and puts specific – lineups on the floor and plays so well and is so dedicated to it and has these guys playing so well together that he knows that he it's it's not the, it's not the same thing every night. It's not the it's not the same five guys going out there doing the same thing. It throws a lot of uh, other teams off, so it does. Yeah, he is he is fantastic at that. And so honestly, going into this game, uh the game that we know they're going to play, we don't know obviously until the outcome if they're going to be playing for the championship game. Um, but going into this one, it's, I, I think that is going to be the biggest difference maker. And that, that's what gives me confidence. and makes me feel good about Michigan 
um, being able to win this game. Uh, at this point, I'm not coming out and just saying, oh, yeah, Michigan's going to easily go in there and win it. But Beeline is basically what I'll call the X factor with this. Yeah, you're right. And you're talking about two programs right now that bode the most, uh, I think, uh, if I'm not right, I'm mistaken, Michigan at, what, 13, possibly, if I'm wrong, um, games won in a row. And so has Loyola. I think they're right there with us. Or I think they have a little bit more, 14 or 15. But, uh, yeah, both teams know what it means to win in a row, which is great. Um, I think what you're going to see in this game is going to be really, really interesting because they're both teams that are almost exactly the similar to each other. Uh, Michigan and Loyola play almost the exact same way. I mean, they both have great defenses. Um they're both not very good uh, transition teams where they're, you know, they're, you're not going to see, uh, you know, like a Kansas or a Duke that's just going to, you got that, you know, sick athletes that are just going to, you know, moving down, up and down the court and just score and have crazy passes, whatever, to score. And that's not, that's not at Michigan's MO and that's not Loyola's. So you're going to see two teams with good defenses and offenses going at each other and and if michigan fans think the this game's going to be a blowout it's not i mean not a blowout when it, in terms of uh points scored because they're not it's it's just not it's not how both these teams play and i think it might come down to you know some of those few uh, you know runs by michigan to win this game so it's not going to be easy uh, I don't think Michigan's faced a defense like this in Loyola. And, uh, you know, this kind of team kind of scares me because they're, they're like a, um, we have nothing to lose. We have nothing to gain either. Well, they have a lot to gain, but, you know, they can go back and hold their heads up high. And, if you know, and they've done, they've accomplished so much in that program's history. And yet Michigan, um, needs to come out and not uh, take these this team lightly. And I think Beeline, like you said, coach, I think he's going to get them ready. And I think Michigan's going to get this game. I think they're going to have one of those games where I don't think Loyola's seen a defense like Michigan's, so I think that's going to cause them a lot of problems. And this game could be close, or like you said, it could be one of those blowouts like the Texas Tech game. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch, that's for sure. So we'll come back to uh discuss before we end exactly what we think how the that will turn out. But then on the other side we have uh the two one seeds, because uh, uh you've got the three and the eleven on that side and then you've got the two one seeds facing off uh with Villanova and Kansas. So who do we think is going to go from that side into the championship game? Oh man, that's a tough one because you know, I am somewhat of a Kansas fan, but, uh, you know, Villanova, I think, is going to win it because, you know, the Kentucky and Duke, I mean, the Kansas and the Duke game was really two powerhouses, <clears throat> two great teams going at it. I think Kansas might have put all their marbles in that game to get by them and going and sending it to overtime was really uh, critical, too. But, uh, Villanova is just they, – they've got too many uh, veterans on that team. They really coach well, um, and they really shoot the three-point better than any team in the country, by the way. They even shoot it better in Michigan. So, um, And 
Villanova is really tough to beat, and they're just a good offensive team. And I think Villanova is going to win it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I, I do think that Villanova is going to be able to take that one, uh, even though Kansas is playing some pretty good basketball. Uh, Villanova dominated their last game against uh, Texas Tech, uh, winning 71-59. to So um, I do think that will be the outcome. Now let's go to this question then. Let's say Michigan wins and goes to the championship game. Which team do you think Michigan would do better against in the championship game? Well, yeah, you know, that's that's a good question. I think Michigan will actually do better with Villanova, and this is the case because Michigan, uh, Villanova's a more of a three-pointing shooting team. Um, and Michigan covers the perimeter pretty well. Um, they know how to do man-to-man at times, and it's really it's stifling, and they're really quick. Uh, Kansas, on the other hand, is okay from the three-point line. They're not very good at the free throw line, but they have a, a, a really a big guy. Uh, he, he, I forgot his name uh, from uh, Nigeria um, and at Kansas, and he's a big problem because he's like almost. I think he's like seven foot, um, and they always feed to him. And that guy just he, he bumps, and he's even big. He's even bigger and stronger than Haas from Purdue. And when you get a guy like that, it causes problems for Michigan. I don't think a Michigan uh, player can cover a guy like that. So, and then when he he's covered, he kicks it out, and then they shoot the three, and it's really difficult. But uh, I think Villanova to be the team Michigan it, it, it can stop because they're more of a three-pointing shooting team. Okay, I was uh, I was kind of thinking opposite. I thought that they might uh, match up better against Kansas. Just own personal opinion. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, well, obviously, first of all, Michigan has to get there. So, um, I'm hoping for some good games. I know that I feel like, um, Michigan fans, especially kind of got spoiled that first weekend with the exciting finish to the Houston game. Um, but ever since then, the finishes obviously have not been as exciting. Um, but you're looking at least for some close matchups and things like that. While I wouldn't mind if Michigan just rolls over anybody, but um, but yeah, we'll, uh, it will be interesting to watch for sure. And so with the uh, Loyola game and uh, against Michigan, what uh, you, you talked about a couple different outcomes uh, here as we're coming to the end. What what do you believe that that outcome will be? Not specifically a score, but just like close game, uh, win loss. You know how, how to how does it go? Is it what are your thoughts? Well, I think Michigan wins the game. Uh, I think they're just gonna. Thinking they're going to work on offense again. I think you know their defense uh, just holds teams. You know they they're stifling. They just one of the best. They are the best. <laughs> and I think Loyola isn't going to see a team like this because of the very fact they haven't faced the team uh, they're able to shoot on, and Michigan is not going to make it easy for them. And I think Loyola is going to probably not a face a team like this yet not a defense like this so i think uh, michigan does win i think they're going to win pretty good i don't think it's going to be an easy game uh the first half um but i think michigan does win this game you know probably about five or six points so but like i said low scoring game i think it'll be like 74 to like 65 or something 68 uh, michigan wins but uh 
it'll be a really, really good game. It's not going to be a lot of flashing. <laughs> it'll be one of those football teams where a lot of defense and not a lot of offense. But, uh, you know, Michigan can go on spurts like they did against uh, Texas Tech where they can just literally shoot and not miss. So, Yeah, um, I think that it'll be a close first half. I think the first half will be uh, tough for both teams. Um, uh, defensive battle might be really low scoring and everything. I think, like I said, I, I'm going back to the halftime adjustments. I think John Beeline is going to make uh, some great changes and everything like that. I don't think it's going to turn into a blow or anything in the second half, but I think uh, there'll be a time, you know, maybe under the 10-minute mark somewhere somewhere in there towards the closing of the game that Michigan hits a stride. They get They extend the lead a little bit. Um, who knows, maybe they have to fight back from a deficit, I'm not sure. But I just think towards the end that they will uh, get a foothold and be able to establish themselves and be able to finish out uh, relatively strong. And uh, they they might win it by low, low double digits, like just breaking into the double digits or, you know, by eight or nine points or something like that towards the end. That's my own opinion. Um, that's why I think this team's capable of. Yeah. Of course, it always, I mean, of course, it always depends on how the team performs. But I, I imagine with how they've been doing defensively that that's not going to be uh, in question really at all. It's going to be if they can keep their offensive go- offense going. So if they can keep their offense going how they did last weekend, either game, Florida State or Texas A&M, uh, I think they will be fine. Um, so I think they can get that first win for the Final Four. And they got Sister Jean on their side, so we got to do a heavy lot of praying. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your rosaries, <laughs> start praying. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. That she, she ain't nothing to mess with. She's like 98 years old, so you can't mess with a 98-year-old nun, man. Yeah, I got to watch out. So. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, so I hope you guys all enjoy it. I don't know if there's anybody going to the Final Four game. I mean, if you do, snap a picture. Uh, send it to us. That's going to be amazing. I think I've seen in general some people from um, the Michigan fan base that I see and converse with a little bit on social media say that they're in the area. I don't know if that means that they're going to be going to the game, but uh, that would be uh, – I can't imagine that would be a fantastic – it would be a fantastic time just to go to a Final Four. But if you're going when Michigan is going, um, enjoy it. Uh, have a blast. And uh, we're hoping for an exciting game. And, yeah, anything else, Craig, before we go? I'll be watching the game in Florida. So I'm leaving this Wednesday night. So On a jet plane. Yeah. So, no, went, uh, no, just kidding. Um, I, you know, Kale might be doing the show alone, but I'll be watching the, the game. But, uh, yeah, that'll stink if, you're, you know, they win. And <clears throat> I can't do the show with you. So. I'll, I'll bring in, like, a substitute. I'll do, like, a... A Craig voice or something. Okay, cool. I'll be like, I'm Craig. Mana, 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 man. <laughs> oh, Charles Bark. That was terrible. True. Terrible right. call. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure something out. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll have to holler at Brandon and get his uh, lazy. Get on here, man. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And see what he thinks. And yeah, you know, it'd be in Florida. I'll be having a lot of fun and. Nothing better than good weather um, and watching my Michigan. Yeah, And, you know, the cool thing is where I'm going to be at is is there's a lot of Michigan fans there. You know, older people, but Michigan fans. Your, your people, right? 
Yeah, my people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, a little, little sum sum, a little little slide that in there. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it is definitely a big week for Michigan athletics. A, a bunch going on. Uh, like we mentioned before, great things happening. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope you guys get to watch the game, enjoy it, have fun with it. Uh, yeah. Enjoy your week, and in the end, go blue. Go blue.